You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Drew Gasparini here from Now We're Talking with Drew Gasparini. Just letting you know that you can now support our podcast by becoming a patron of our show on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash NWT podcast. And for as little as $5 a month, you can help keep this podcast alive. Podcasting is fun, but it's a lot of work. From booking our star-studded guest list to research, writing, hosting, recording, editing, and beyond, this particular podcast is a one-man operation through and through. So $5 a month can really go a long way, not to mention the perks you get by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash nwtpodcast to see how you can support us today. It's everyone's favorite sex toy, Drew Gasparini here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that just started dating your mom. I am nothing but smiles because of our amazing guest today. You probably know her from her work as a performer and educator online from her own highly visited social media pages or her popular masterclass series, Breaking Down the Riffs. She's been seen on stage in Les Mis, on Broadway in Everyday Rapture, off-Broadway in the Emoji Musical, and her number of sold-out concerts all over the country and around the world. Chances are you're already a fan of hers, just like I am and have been ever since I saw her singing Jonathan Reed Gelt's song, Quiet. But today, let's make some noise because now we're talking with Natalie Weiss. Natalie Weiss is in the house and she Hello. is scarfing down her lunch right now. I actually want to talk to you about yes, that I am. because you texted <laughs> me and you're like, is it okay if I'm eating lunch while we record? And I said, of course that's okay. But you I want to cash. point this out. It is. It's super cash. Um, I, <laughs> I don't understand when you say lunch and it's 4 p.m. In yeah, what, I don't understand that either. In what Do you have a, a an eating system, a time a routine that I am just not understanding at all. And look, by the way, in solidarity, I'm munching as well. So, what are you eating? An energy cookie. For all you people who love mouth noises, this is the episode for you. No, I don't have a system. I just was rehearsing with my friend who just left. And Amazing. I was like, I have to go now. And I don't, I tend to not build in bricks and I'm always running late. Uh huh. Running late's a great quality in somebody. I love that. Don't you love that? It's such a great quality. <laughs> Hey, Natalie, <laughs> I haven't seen you in a good long time. You look oh, great. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. What you been doing? The long answer of the whole year and a half? I mean, yeah. Shit, it's been a while. What's up? Well, I had a very, very busy pandemic year, actually. You did. I um, saw lots of the master classes. And also, like, you're, like, 
the queen of TikTok now. Is that? <laughs> no, your sister is. But anyway, um, <laughs> no. And the thing is, I joined TikTok a year and a half ago, and I got a lot of followers because I had a presence. But I'm not. I don't know how to use TikTok. I repurpose content, and so I just repurpose what works. I'm not like, you know, doing all these comedy sketches and have four million followers. But do you get jealous? Do I get jealous? Yeah. Uh, certain situations. I'm usually like very like, oh my God, I want everyone talented to be friends. You should know them. Let's all sing together. Mm, Let's yeah. be da, da, da. And then there's like every so often of like a certain like specific trigger of like a very specific jealousy. Do you have an example? I want to know so bad. No, I can't possibly say that on this podcast. <laughs> That's my entire goal here is to get someone to reveal something that they really shouldn't. I, I think it's no. funny that way. I'm going for dirt, baby. I'll tell you for drinks one day. I love it. Do you drink? I don't think I've ever seen you drink. You know, that's funny. I really am not a drinker. However, in the past month and a half, I have drank more than I've drank in all of my 30s where I was like, oh, date. Like, you know, when you're like, I'm on vacation. It's right. an all-inclusive. Oh, yeah. It's a, you know, there's an occasion. I think that's kind of how I always am. I drink on my birthday. I drink, I'm not like, let's get hammered, but, but I had you, a drink like every meal. Right. So, so it's like a drink and it's not like, there's it's like no a drink. I did have a couple in Mexico. I did have a couple. Hey now, now let's all slow down. Let's there was like, down. I think most of my twenties and frankly, I blame Alex Brightman's presence in my life for this, but <laughs> I drank so much that when I talked about my drinking in conversation, people were like in such shock. I was like, what, you don't have like six martinis a night followed oh. by a few beers, oh. like every single I'm night so of your sorry. life? I can't relate at all to that, so I'm very sorry, but I'm not gonna judge you. I'm your <laughs> that, best life. Thank you so much. What is something you would judge somebody for? Drinking six martinis a night. Okay, so you would judge me for that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm glad we turned that around. You were one of those names that before I moved out to New York, Every person in the world knows the video of Quiet, the Jonathan Riggelt song that you sang the pee-pee-poo-poo out of when you were, I don't know, you were probably like, what, 11, 12 in that video? Eight, seven, I'm going to say 22. Okay, 22, but like singing the the whiz out of this thing. And uh, I was you. just starting to like, is this what I want to do? Do I want to go to New York and do this thing and like be a composer? And that video was circulating so hard. So I had this name, Natalie Weiss, in the back of my head. And then I met you shortly after I got to New York. I had a show at Lori Beachman in like 2010. And I mm -hmm. think that's when I like met you. Because I remember Anna Bergman was like, do you want to do this concert at the duplex and I maybe wasn't free. I don't know. It was like early on. Wasn't free or wasn't interested. You tell me. It was 14 years ago. So uh, I uh, genuinely uh, don't this, remember. This, this was a long, long time ago. You didn't know who I was yet. So I wouldn't have blamed you anyway, but I knew you as this singer. I know that you went and you've done tours and you did Broadway and, uh, and then over the years, I first of all, it took us 10 years of knowing each other for you to actually sing something of mine, which blows my mind. Oh my God, my what mind. was the first one? It was in like 2019. You sang at my Joe's, uh, not, my 54 Below concert. You sang Oh my God, that, that was duet. the first one? That was the first show the, the you sang for me. <gasps> yeah, which it blows oh my, my mind because I feel like I, I know you better than that for that to be the case. But, right. but uh, the thing that really blows my mind about you and I applaud Sorry, you doing? all the time. No, actually, get, get right up into that mic. And what are you eating for our listeners? Tell us. Please. Okay, so this is meal prep stuff. I, I, it sounds really bougie, but meal prep chef, uh -huh. it's really amazing. It like looks chicken, really good. 
cauliflower rice, and asparagus. Oh <laughs> man, that would have me farting all night. Good for you. Good for you. That's oh my god. So sorry. We do a little fart talk here on this podcast. Uh, but you, the thing I want to applaud you for, and I tell so many people this when I do master classes. Natalie Weiss has absolutely mastered entrepreneurship in oh, show business. You are so good at utilizing uh, the fan base that you have curated and collected and, and has grown so severely. You're international for Christ's sake. There's people in Australia and London who clamor for you. Um, and how did you kind of get savvy in that? Because I feel like, and you tell me if, if, if you agree, I feel like mm -hmm. if you're going to college for something like musical theater, they should fucking teach you how to be a multi-hyphenate because mm -hmm. when things are slow in the audition world, you got to find another pie to put your finger in. You know what I'm saying? That sounded a little too su suggestive, but what you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but so, like, how did how did you like say this is the route I want to go? It's not just teaching; it's a real specific skill set of like the breaking down the riff series was pretty big, and now this master class series is is going very well, and you're making a kick-ass living doing this. I mean, you have butlers and maids all around you at all exactly. times. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Floor to ceiling windows. I saw an apartment. I was, I get the street easy emails. I want to buy. Oh, like, same okay. girl. Oh but when you see floor to ceiling windows, you can't unsee it. And I know. Like, I'm going to live. Anyway. <laughs> it's a real problem. Um, yes. The masterclass series. So the, the course is a buy one and own. So you work through the models self-guided. So that's yeah. not quite masterclass. The masterclasses are separate, like the stuff I did in quarantine. But. The answer to your question is not, you're not going to like the answer because there was no strategy is yep. the answer that I don't know what I'm doing. And I, first of all, the video of me that went viral and I mean viral as in a hundred thousand, which uh -huh. now is billions on TikTok right. in 2006, which is 15 years ago when a freshman put up a video of me singing a song that is the video that started everything. So yeah. it was a complete accident and I had a built-in audience that happened around the right time. And then yep. my answer is always like, I rode the wave of the following, but like every single thing has been like, not really calculated. It was like, this is kind of funny. And I think this is kind of entertaining. And I think people can learn from this. This is me sounding badly. I think people will relate to this, yeah. you know, like relatable stuff. And I always posted based on me thinking like, is this, is this funny? Is this, is this, you know? Uh -huh. And then it was like, it caught on because I had the built-in audience. So it built off of that, but it was never like every Tuesday and Friday, I will post between the hours of this and this. Like, I have no idea. But, um, but you do, I mean, like you are like in terms of entrepreneurship and like yeah, being, I learned. being a CEO, sure you've learned, but you also surround yourself with a, with a team. You've got quite the I entourage do. of people that are like always kind of a part of your projects. And I think that's so fucking cool. That, thank you. You know, I realize I love my community, my team, my, my same few people that I like run everything by and write shows with me and, um, you know, help through applications of coaching applications yeah. or masterclass submissions. I had a business coach that I met three years ago because they don't teach you that BFA school. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a process, but I also had to, I didn't have a plan in place a couple of years ago of like, ah, when I posted my coaching uh, video of my bedroom, the room where it happened, you know, videos that people are like, oh, you know, that's the room where it happens. That also sounds suggestive. My bedroom videos. You don't want to see my bedroom videos. It's oh, horrible. Wow. 
No, it's no, please. It's, 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 okay, okay, all right. It's me eating spaghetti in bed alone. It's oh really no, crying yourself to sleep. Um, uh, oh. so no, the bedroom videos. It's just because like I had the piano in there, but now I have my own studio. I moved into my roommate's room, so now I have an extra separate room. But gosh, the point is when I when my coaching business kind of blew up, I always coached on the side. Like, sure, you're from Germany and you are seeing a Broadway show. When would you like to schedule a session? There was no plan. It was just like, sure, right. I don't have to get a waitressing job. But when I posted right. my video that kind of went viral, my coaching videos, it was never like, look and book me. It was like, look how good this singer is. And yeah. I wasn't even yeah. coaching him in the video. And then it was like, whoa. And then it became so much of my life of like editing videos all the time. Yeah. Hence why single for so long, editing videos 24 seven, crying <laughs> with spaghetti, <laughs> you know, just editing crying all hours of the night. Um, yeah. but no, I think, yeah, that's really sweet of the whole entrepreneurship, but it's like, I think I, yes, I'd surround myself with the right people. Like I have really, that's trusted. a big part of the advice, right? Like if you, if someone said to you, you know, how'd you become entrepreneurial here? And you could say, I don't know, I'm kind of winging it. Cause how do you learn that kind of shit? Unless you're just doing it. You had the luxury of a video that went viral, but like with the advice you give to somebody who's mm -hmm. in a similar position you were in, a young person trying to, you know, just get something started or try a new path within the arts, would you say to them, surround yourself with, with good team? people? Yeah, I always yeah. say like, I, community is huge. Like, uh, number one, just 100%. your community. I mean, that's huge for my world. My community here in Queens is uh, not thrilled with me because of how much nude walking around I do. Oh and my. I'm only on the second floor. They're seeing a whole bunch, a whole bunch of Drew Gasparini. Speaking of people in your entourage, can we talk about, I, I don't know what to call her. It was <laughs> your assistant? Jules Brand. You know who I'm talking about. I know about. who you're talking about. She's everything. All right, let's talk about Jules. We love Jules. Let's talk I, about her. I ended up like messaging her and following her on Instagram because you were just sending me these hilarious videos Clips of us singing your song and her practicing her <laughs> accompaniment. And you know, but everything you post to this girl is like the greatest yeah, comedy cool. gold. Oh, because I was oh showing God. you her not knowing what potato salad was and stuff, um, which is still mind blowing. That and the cottage cheese thing. The cottage cheese or, or sour cream is rotten. Why would I want rotten? Yeah, sour. That's right, like, that's right. What? That's right. That's right. Um, and she's a brilliant songwriter and singer. So basically the, uh, the origin yes. of Jules Brave, who is currently my transitioning to a full-time assistant, wasn't, I'm going backwards, assistant intern backwards became, uh, no, I'm going to go forward. She auditioned to be my backup singer in 2015 for my Highline Ballroom show. I had a 200 okay. person casting call and I did a documentary about it, which was like the wow. most fun time in my life. Like, let me tell you, sitting behind oh, the table. Sounds fun letting everyone sing cuts and harmonizing and, and pairing people. This 16 year old awkward AF girl walks in and we were like, this, this girl is so weird as she knows she is. And she like blew our minds with talent. And we were like, yeah, okay, we should call yeah. her back, but we can't like give her the job. She's like 16. So she right. nailed the callback, like nailed all the parts. And I was so blown away by her and she's only 16. And she tells the story of how she was like, talking in her Facebook group about, uh, hi guys, I met um, my idol, Natalie Weiss, and we went to Frenchwoods different times, like camp. Uh, uh -huh. Do you know Frenchwoods? Uh -huh. Okay. No, I've, I've heard people talk Stage about it. Stage door Frenchwoods, um, yeah. like performing arts camp. So she auditioned, didn't get it. At my show, I said, there's this really special girl that blew me away. And I set up, I have nothing at the piano and I pulled her on stage and she sang. Her mom took me out to dinner, thanked me, whatever. So then the wow. next few years were complete acquaintances. She's like in school. 
she's like just a fan who is supportive in the front row and is like, yo, jamming to yeah. Taylor Swift covers. Yes. My Joe's Pub show in 2019, she was in the front row. And for some reason, I like connected. I don't know why I overshared with her about having a panic attack before my concert. And I was uh -huh. like, yo, I've already done this show. Why can't I catch my breath for five hours? And she's like, oh, my God, are you OK? And she was like, we were kind of bonding. The next day, she applied for coachings very um, professionally. And I was like, oh, I'll just it's me. It's Natalie. Like, yeah. you're so sweet. You could have just DM'd me. Like, I know who she is. Her name is Julia Braverman, by the way, her real name. Yep. Um, and so we started coaching because she is an amazing singer who had complete anxiety and wobbly voice, who's like an amazing songwriter who was like, uh, and she would take every week. Nobody takes every week with me that I do one offs like that are like, I'm yeah. singing here. I don't have like regulars, you know, it's very atypical. So we started getting really close and like bonding like sisters. And then I was doing emoji land. This was like February, January, December, 2019. She was coaching with me and we were just getting close when pandemic, yeah. she saw opening, maybe the first preview of pandemic. I just opened up to her. We we're getting really close. And then pandemic happened and I introduced her to another friend of mine and they became best friends through zoom. So we would zoom and we would have this thread and we would get so close during quarantine that oh, Jules and Sean, basically helped me write my course for me. Like, wow. as, I don't like the word protege because it sounds super cocky, but like, hey, but I'll learning, say it. they're your protege. They're like That's... learning, learning my method and like helping me form it into modules. And like, she had a lot of uh, uh, administrative skills that I was like, ah, I'm disorganized. So it built yeah. into this relationship of she went to Berkeley and she needed an internship. And so she was wow. doing Berkeley online. So she became my intern and we became like best friend sisters. And she's like, how old am I? Now, is having, an intern, is having an intern like as easy as saying, okay, you're my intern. Is there like paperwork involved? I signed one thing. That? I signed okay, one you thing signed for one. a Berkeley professor <laughs> and it was just like a little more professional. She got some credit for being an intern. And then it good was just like- Good for you, good for her. We hung out all the time. And oh, this is why she got known on my Instagram because in our coaching, she would drop the F-bomb. And so she would, Yeah. can I, I'm assuming- yeah, it's I've true. already said you it can a few say, times. Fuck yeah. She, her fucks <laughs> were so funny and so relatable. I would just put together fuck reels of her and she was F-bomb girl. She became famous as F-bomb girl because it was like, ah, fuck, fuck. And she I just would like be so that. mad at herself. And we girl. would just die. So F-bomb queen became who she is now. I encouraged I her to that. release her own music. She was going to write for all these writers like Chloe was doing. Yeah. And I was like, you got to release your own stuff. And so she did. And she did. And it's amazing. And it's, I just think it's so cool that it all kind of stemmed from your encouragement and the way that you kind of kept your thumb on that pulse with her yeah. and like stayed in touch with her and like that relationship that, that was cultivated there. I love all that. Well, I just love I, and the part of the entrepreneurship is like, I, I always say like, I'm an only child. So, so many close friends of mine, I hate to say started as fans, students, sisters, friends, they become yeah. this like really close figure of like my little, you know, my little younger friends. I have a lot of 22 year old, really good friends and I have 56 year old friends, you know, I'm, I'm different. I bat my fans away as hard as possible. I want nothing to do with them. I think they're all insane. Okay, but you got to judge <laughs> if they're normal people. And to be honest, it's weird because in this day, none and age, of mine are normal in this musical theater world. It's weird. Cause they were like, hi, we're really good friends, but I actually was nine years old when I saw you on the internet. 
And oh, that's man, just, no. that's weird. Seriously, I get that all the time. I get things like, I've just been having drinks with this guy. I'm like, wow, this is the most talented guy in the world. I can't wait to work with him eventually. And then at the third time we hang out and have drinks, he'll be like, I've been, I've been singing your stuff since I was 11. I was and like, you were like, 11? a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, Jesus oh. Christ. Oh my God. But are you honored or are you weirded out? Of course I'm honored. It's Isn't it an honor when you have people who like recognize you for whatever it is that you've, I mean, and when you look at what it is you do, it's all kind of silly. It's like, I'm putting videos up on the internet. I'm yeah. singing. I'm just doing what I love to do. And if people seem to cling to it and like it, that is like a mega plus. Um, at the end of the day, we're just people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I'm more of a god, really. Okay, I, yeah, I tell definitely. that uh, to most people. people. While I'm sitting here crying, eating my spaghetti in bed, I, I am also a god. Um, mm -hmm. Natalie. Yes, Drew? What is something you do when you're in a really bad mood? Hmm. What is something you do to get yourself out of the bad mood? Do you get rage and, like, you want to, like, punch a pillow or oh my god, something like that? Or you, you try to find a, a you know, some some person on the street to scream at these are not things i do let's just I let's just not. say they're not things i do okay, what's I'm, something you do to feel better i'm gonna say billy on the street is a go-to i love billy on the street good quote like the it's best. just like i just can't think right now i need to be laughing about nonsense that's a big yeah fast one yeah um i mean like again my support system of like venting and stuff um i would say like my vice would be gambling what <laughs> Really? Yeah, I'm a huge gambler. Okay. Side passion. How passion? This is like I wouldn't. If it's gambling, is it a passion or is or is it an addiction? I don't, I don't have an addiction because I don't do it enough. So I don't. Okay. Go to Atlantic City more than once a year. Okay. Okay. But when you do, how much coin are you willing to drop? Uh, Give me that. Well, figure. my course did well, so I might decide to have a higher. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do like a high Come limit. Come on. No, I, I want to know. <laughs> no, I mean, my thing is, I don't buy designer bags or shoes. I would spend $3,000 at the poker table. That's fucking insane. I would spend, Natalie. I would lose a thousand or more dollars on roulette and blackjack and say, I had a great 48 hours, then buy a designer bag or a pair of shoes. You know what I'd rather you do with that $3,000 or yes. whatever you do at the roulette or poker table or whatever nonsense voodoo games you're playing at, yep. the, at the arcade for grownups? Okay. <laughs> G give it to me. Just if if you're if you're willing to just lose it, just give it to me. I'll think of that next time. All right, I'm gonna shoot you my Venmo after this. So next time, it's going to Drew Gasparini. Thank you. I God knows I could. Use but you're it. getting the advance for Karate Kid. Once it opens, we'll be all right. But my God, the How's waiting the process is, is going. So far, so good. We just had auditions. It's been we. There's so much damn talent out there. Is it and, Zoom or is it in person yet? We had both. It was like a combination. And so like the last couple of days were in person, like literally yesterday. Okay. And uh, you know something? I'm not cut out for auditions, like being on the other side of the table. Oh. I'm just not cut out for it. I want everybody to get the part. Oh, like, right I know. Away. I know you it's get like, too attached. You're like, yes. And it's like, mate, you know, that guy had the voice a little better, but that guy was so, such a good hang. I, wanna so, I want to. But that's that important. Guy. You got to hang out with them. Yes. Are you auditioning a lot these days or no? I have, I actually hadn't. And then I had four self tapes out of nowhere last week and yeah. one tomorrow. And I was like, you know, concentrating on other things. They weren't flying in. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you know, but you know, I, a little bit, but like, I kind of always said that like, 
I just don't feel great about myself in the process. I thrive being behind the table. You know what? It sh you shouldn't be auditioning anyway. You should be offer only. I was going to talk to the lords of this industry and just that's remind so them all. That's Natalie Weiss is look, offer only. That's really sweet. And I had been the last few times I had booked a job. It had been. That's amazing. Which is, I'm very fortunate. I think the allure, the tricky part is the international like allure of like, oh my God, like, are you Jenna and Waitress? And I was like, no, I actually got an appointment for the second cover of the seventh, huh? <laughs> What, like, what do you think this is? I'm not getting stunt cast person from London who's supportive. You know? Bless their hearts, though, man. That's I love that. And you should be, goddammit. Why not? I mean, I would love that, but I wish I was, you know. I'll write a show real nice for you. I'll write a real good part for you. You'll you'll show up, Thank you'll just you. be in rehearsals, and you'll just be in the you'll be in the show. I don't know when, when I have time, when I get some time. I don't want you to take any offense to this, but I don't know why I think this about you. Okay. I just have a feeling you might be better at this than me. Okay. Sending food back in a restaurant. Oh. Okay. I don't know how you are, but um, the only way I would send food back is very mm -hmm. nicely. And if the, I hate when this happens, let's say there, I don't like olives. Yeah. So let's okay. say on the menu, it says seven ingredients. Yeah. Um, none of which say olives and olives yeah. are poured on top of it. I don't, I've never, is, what, I've when seen in that the before. world is, what, there's no mention of olives, but it then says, you get the dish and it's covered cheese. in olives? Oh, Goat cheese. And then all of a sudden it's covered in olives. And I said, I'm wow. so sorry. I, I really don't like olives. Is there any way that I could just, ooh, get another salad? Ooh, that's all I'll say. I want to see you storm into the back of the kitchen and just throw the plate on the ground and say, <laughs> do better. I appear to be more aggressive than I am. I actually panic. Do people think uh, you're intimidating? All the time, and I'm over Is it, it because you're so tall? <laughs> no. Yeah, I am tall, but, like, I'm just so sick of, oh, why isn't anyone hitting on me or giving me their number? Uh, you're intimidating. You'll meet someone at the corner deli. <laughs> you'll meet, what does that mean, you'll meet someone at the corner deli? Corner deli. There's no R. Sorry, corner. Corner deli. <laughs> I'm from San Francisco. Oh, here. my God. No, yeah. I'm just sick of that. I've been hearing that for so long, and I'm like, ah. No, I definitely, like, have worked on my, um, as Jules would call it, IW, immediate warm, because I'm not I'm You're... not immediately warm, and you, when you get to know me, I am. Interesting. Why do you think that is? That's a, well, You're so self-aware of it. Very, yeah. So the, the pit, this is the difference. The pitch of my voice is, hey, what's up? Mm -hmm. Right? Very, I seem to be yeah. right over it. Hi. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you know, so the difference is like, for example, Jules and I talk about this. Uh, I have another friend. This is how I would answer delivery. Uh, let's say the delivery man. Had, Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Thank huh? you. Thank you. This looks so good. I would never do wow. that. And that is Jules. Okay. So is it is it is it false of Jules to do it? Do you think? It is a you little bit real... too nice. Okay. Like, hi. I was just wondering if we could reschedule my appointment. Okay, can we right, just, right. you know, <laughs> so I think there's a middle ground between like real and standoffish and uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Oh my God. You know what? Um, I feel like I wake up with the excitement in the timbre of my voice. It's like Bugs Bunny on a roller coaster is kind of where I idle at all times. Okay. So if I were to be in a conversation with someone and it's, let's say it's Natalie Weiss and she's giving me her not yet warm 
hello hey not yet up? hello kind hi, of, hi, you know. hi okay yeah hi. yeah it's like hi 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 i would overdo it to try to get more out of you and my voice would just keep going and then i'd be up here and, I, <laughs> and all of a sudden i sound like an insane <laughs> clown yes and I think that's a downfall in my personality is trying to overcompensate when, with, with extra warmth when someone isn't coming at me with immediate warmth. Exactly. But you know what? I say reserve your warmth for the people who deserve your fucking I warmth, want, Natalie I, Wise. I agree, Drew. Thank you. How do you send back food, though? How do I send back food? I stand up loudly. I say there's a cockroach in my salad. And I say I'm taking my business to the Olive Garden. And then I storm out. <laughs> that's exactly That's how I do it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. regrettable choices fashion choices uh from middle school or high school and if you do what were they i'll tell you mine first if you want to hear mine mm -hmm. i had uh i wore puka shells like everybody did you know back in the day you know like the little white shells necklace that that a lot of uh california boys used to wear i used to rock that pretty hard with cargo shorts a t-shirt and a vest okay and uh and a newsies cap and I thought that was such a cool look. I had such immense confidence behind this look that I wore it until I was about 27 years old. So the, the regret didn't happen until my 30s, but I'm really looking back and saying, man, that shit started in like seventh grade. I was kind of dressing like a ridiculous golfer or something. So what do you, what are some fashion choices from back in middle school? Because we're about the same age. So like this is the 90s we're talking, late 90s. I am 35. That's how old I am. I'm 36. Uh, are you well, 80, that's about 86? the same. 86, baby. You're an 85, baby. 85, baby. Okay. What are the fashion choices? I am yeah. completely blank minus like a pleather jacket I feel like I owned. Yeah. That and was I'm going to say the brows. Like that's number one for me of like the. What? Tell me, explain. Oh, oh, the thin brows. The thin parentheses brows. They took yes. a long time to grow in. So those were my most regrettable choices. Uh, I still see people rocking that from time to time. Mm. And it's a little daunting now because the brow has come back with such full effect. You're like, wow, she didn't get the memo. <laughs> I don't know what's in style, but. I'm going to keep these for a bit. Your eyebrows? Yeah, they took a while to shape, and now I'm very proud of them. All right. You're on a date, okay. let's say. You're on a date. And um, what is a topic of conversation that will have you bored within milliseconds? I'm, I'm probably going to say, like, if they start, if I try to be like, if maybe if they tried to explain their finance job, I would be blacked out really soon. Okay. <laughs> 
Like I would see the white light really fast. Like when my financial planner explains what's going on, yes. I get yes. a quarter of it. So I go repeat that last part because I can oh, only yeah. process that so long. I guess maybe if they were talking about this, I don't even know why I thought of this, like something like Star Trek or something like that. I don't know. I don't even know why I thought about that. Not to nerd shame, but you know, it's like enough already, you Star Trek nerd. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What would be boring to you? Cars. Anything that has to do with cars. I can't handle it. It would actually throw me over the edge. That's another moment. I would get up and say, there's a cockroach cockroach in my my salad, and I'm taking this date by myself to (laughs) Olive Garden. It's a solo date at Olive Garden where I pick up spaghetti to go, and I come sit in my bed and eat it alone. Mm -hmm. That's right. Do you miss the 90s? I miss the 90s. The 90s were the best. Move, I just watched movie? Notting Hill last night. Okay, I have to be honest. Yeah. I think I've never seen that movie. You know what? Do Go I check it out for just... It's it's a rom-com. You'll get the gist. I mean, but it is just so charming. And there's the Hugh Grant is so British and charming. And it just made me really sit back in where I was mentally in the 90s. And gosh, there was just not a care in the world. You miss that feeling? You know, yeah, what happened when you became adult? It's like everything just seems like... It starts sucking a little bit. Just There's a no little worries. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, success comes and that's really cool. But like... But I don't miss middle school at all. Was it hard because you were, what, did you get bullied? Minorly, but like minorly bullied. Sixth, sixth grade was really hard. Uh, definitely... Why? Tell me why. I played a lot of instruments and had the solo on every instrument and was very okay. embarrassed. And I looked like a monkey and I looked very unattractive with my braces. You looked like a monkey? Yeah, I was really kind of bullied for my looks and my music, music stuff. What about high school? What kind of music did you listen to in high school? Can I make predictions? Yes. Were you a huge uh, Destiny's Child Beyonce girl? Yeah, I think B- Destiny's Child, like Britney, Britney Christina in uh, sync ba- Backstreet Boys. Okay, sure. so it was all really, it was really the pop yeah. kind of stuff. Did you ever, like, accidentally find yourself being a fan of, like, cut my life into pieces, yeah. this was, is was my like... last resort? That was, that was uh, Papa Roach. Oh, no, I remember Papa Roach and, um, what is his name, Fred? Fred. Fred Durst. Fred Durst, like all of those. Yeah, uh... I did it all for the nookie, Limp Biscuit. You know how people say Seinfeld are friends? Are you more of a Doug or are you more of a Rugrats? I don't know which I liked better. They were both iconic. Iconic. Shit. I bet Phil and Lil, if they grew up, I bet they're both in prison. Phil and Lil. I think they were. Uh, they were up to no good. That's Shucky. that's my take on Phil and Lil. Memories. Uh, stupid questions with Natalie Weiss. Here we go. Number one: If your voice was taken away, and you were given a choice of whose voice were going to replace your voice. Who would it be out of these three people? Harvey Firestein, Kathy Griffin, or Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> That's really good. I'm going to say Gilbert Gottfried. Wow! That, I mean, talk about an iconic voice. They, he's got such an iconic voice. Why would you choose him? I have to know. I mean, the voices are just so iconically difficult. Uh, Harvey yeah. but Gottfried, I would be like, it could be, it's just a right this yeah. is really this is, would you rather i'm really not great at but i'm gonna say it's brassiest and less nosy okay. i guess 
I feel like if you were to take his voice, I would hope it came with the Aladdin residuals he gets for doing the voice <gasps> oh, of Yaga. Oh, man. And also, apparently he's doing well on Cameo these days. Yeah, he does well on Cameo, and he's got a great podcast that if you don't listen to, it's really tremendous. And, okay. Uh, it's called Gilbert Godfrey's Silly, Fat, Fantastic, Silly Bitch. I don't remember what it's called. It's <laughs> a long fun. title. Um, okay, Gilbert Godfrey, Godfrey, that's a great choice. I would have also chose Gilbert Godfrey, so I think that's why I was extra excited that you chose oh, that. I'm just a little God. surprised. Uh, last stupid question for you before we get to Twitter questions. And this one is just really two. Just stupid. two stupid questions. Just, just two stupid questions, just because I feel like so many of the questions I asked tonight were I just actually my so mouth. stupid. Okay, she has trouble drinking, okay. and this is why she doesn't drink yep. very much. Um, would you rather, this is another would you rather... Would you rather switch your eyeballs with your nipples, or would you rather switch where your mouth is with where your butthole is? Okay. Mouth to my butthole, you said? So your mouth would be where your butthole is, and your butthole would be where your mouth is, or your eyeballs eyes would be to your, nipples. your nipples. You go eyeballs to nipples, that'd be the obvious choice. Although, I feel like it'd be for anybody else. If I saw you on the street, and you're walking toward me with, you know, human eyes, but you had, like, the pursed-up butthole mouth, I'd be a little less freaked out. But if you walk toward me with a regular mouth and nipple eyeballs, you look like something out of Pan's Labyrinth. So That's interesting. If you're thinking about how you come off to other people, I didn't know if you had clocked that. Well, like, I if you to make thought sure. you were intimidating before. Yeah. I yeah. You'd be... <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, okay. I get it. I get it. Is there a reason why in particular? Is, is it just like you've always wanted nipples for eyes? I no, think you know what the reason is? Because I misheard the question and I was thinking eyeballs for nipples only. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> So, that'd be kind of amazing. Like double yeah. eyeballs then? That'd be like, that's another thing from Pan's Labyrinth as well. Yeah. Uh, let me toss you a few uh, Twitter fan questions. This one comes from Danielle Wood. She says, what's your favorite? And she spells it with an O-U-R-I-T. Oh, so she's definitely British. What's your favorite song you've ever covered by another artist, Natalie Weiss? Okay, so I'd say that the favorite song, I do a mashup of Big White Room and You Don't Really Know Me by Jesse J. But I feel like, you don't really know me. I always describe as like the song that I was like, wait a minute, did, if I wrote a song, it would be this. Yeah. Just the verse. It's just so relatable. I love it so much. You love it. And you probably sing the whiz right out of it. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, okay, next Twitter question. In fact, because you just mentioned if you had written it, I'm going to hop to this question here by Caroline K., who I actually know. I know she her. was just in a production of, you know her as well. That's yes. fantastic. She's in my concert. She's a beautiful Irish lass and mm -hmm. a great songwriter. And she just sang uh, at the West End production oh, of the I my Use a Drink. show, I Could Use a Drink. She was how fantastic. was it and how was London? Do you love London? Well, I'll tell you truthfully, it was great is what I heard. I couldn't get out there because <laughs> it was of the, you know, we had in-person auditions the day after I would have gotten back. And the Delta variant was really rampant out there at the mm -hmm. time. And safety and health reasons prevented me from making the trip and it was really heartbreaking because i you know i was planning on this for months and these producers were so kick-ass and ambitious and of course i want to be a part of it uh but the reviews i read were outstanding and the talent was crazy so i'm just i'm just lucky it happened uh here is caroline's question for you does natalie write her own music this is coming from a tremendous songwriter herself so yes. this must mean a lot does natalie write her own music if she does and she has released it i'm angry at myself for not for already definitely. knowing about it and i've said this to you in the past well we you we need to have write. a song together I have it we did it's still on my phone yeah we have a half a song we'll finish it one day 
I've written two songs, full songs. They were both in the key of C and they had four chords. And Love they it. Wrote, that's all you was, need. Yep. And then we wrote a half a song. And, um, you know, it's that's been on the back, back burner and like a list of things to try. I just kind of get distracted. I have so many well, ideas. Well, you have a I lot like going like, on. Yeah, but I feel like it would be about, it would be like scattered and like too many topics, you know? Maybe next time you go on vacation, you can make it like a little creative, like Ooh, dive retreat. into your brain kind of trip. Yeah, I can't, retreat. I can't dive into my brain anymore. I got to distract. There's too much going on. That's fair. That's fair. You need, that's where nostalgia kicks in and you got to turn on an episode of Rugrats. See? Um, all right. Last question for you from Twitter. Uh, this is from Liz M. Is there any riff that has completely stumped you that you could not break down? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, there, there's some that I'm like, mm, no, thank you. I mean, I have a list of them that I've collected for years that I was like, no, I think I'll just give up after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Off the top of my head, I mean, there's so many. I just like can't think of any, but I'm sure a Yeba riff has stumped me. Oh, yeah. Yeba's bananas. Are you kidding me? And any Avery it's... Wilson, any extra Avery Wilson one, I can't. There's some Beyonce riffs that I feel like some people might be like, oh, this is rudimentary now, considering we're riffing and singing has gone. But like, I'm like, what? how does the halo? I can't do that. Well, you halo. should have watched episode one of Breaking Down the Riffs, and then you would know. If you tilt your head on number five, you could land it. Okay. Mic wow. drop. You heard it here first, folks. Mic drop indeed. <laughs> uh, Natalie, before we say goodbye, let me just say to you, it has been a thrill getting to know you over the years. But like, really, truly, when I was moving out here, I was so excited to meet someone like you because I'd heard about you and I was becoming a fan of you. And to me, you were like this uh, picture of, of someone in the industry I could potentially be next to and and kind of do it together. And I think there's nothing cooler than when you see the success of people your peer age kind of happen. And it's been just a joy watching you create all these uh, opportunities for yourself and all these other young artists that look up to you. That's my favorite part about you is how many people cling to whatever it is that you um, offer artistically. Oh, I think you. it is so, so cool. And I hope everybody follows suit when it comes to entrepreneurship and being an artist as well. If there's not a class in colleges in the next 10 years, you should be the person to write that curriculum. To this day, one of my favorite singers of all time. And I think I am certainly not alone when I say that. And I can't wait to see you perform more and more and do all the teaching that you're doing. I'm really happy you came by to do this podcast. Uh, and I can't wait to see you actually have an alcoholic beverage because I'll certainly join you for that. <laughs> I will have, I'll have my six martinis and you'll have your one glass of wine or whatever mm -hmm. it is you drink. Uh, thanks for eating your lunch here at, at almost 5 p.m. with us today. <laughs> and uh, I hope you had a good time. I had a blast I with you. I did. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. And you can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash now we're talking. On Instagram, you can find us at NWT Podcast or on Twitter at NWT underscore pod. You can also find me, Drew Gasparini, at Drew Gasparini on Instagram or Twitter. A special thanks to Natalie Weiss for coming by. We love you, Natalie. And a big special thanks to you, the listeners. Make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcasts. And if you feel like supporting, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash NWT podcast. Now keep tuning in for more amazing guests every single week, and we'll see you next time, kids!
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Gapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. <laughs> 